And so you always wanted to monitor, you always wanted to monitor your self-talk. Always. Always monitor your self-talk. Because here's why. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. That's Jim Quick. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. I appreciate you joining me today as we have New York Times bestselling author and brain coach, Jim Quick returning to the show to discuss the importance of our beliefs because we all are who we are because of our beliefs. And it reminds me of a famous quote by, I believe, Henry Ford when he said, and there are a few variations of it, but it goes, whether you believe you can do it or not, you are right. And you can use the word believe or think interchangeably, but regardless, the essence of that quote is so true because our beliefs ultimately shape our actions and inactions. So Jim is going to talk more on that as well as share his thoughts on how our beliefs play a pivotal role in his be, do, have, share framework. Here's Jim Quick. Enjoy. How many beliefs do you have? How many beliefs do you think you have? Yeah, millions, countless beliefs, right? But here's the thing. We don't, we're not conscious of those beliefs, right? But here's what you want to do and understand, that everything, there's a success formula I subscribe to. I believe it's this. Be, do, have, share. In that sequence, because the syntax is very important here. Be, do, have, share. Now, it's kind of interesting because some people try to reverse engineer this or, or actually like put something that's later, something former, right? Like somebody could, uh, somebody, you've heard this before, right? Where somebody wins the lottery, all of a sudden they're at the have stage and they have millions of dollars. What happens after years? What happens to their, to their financial situation? Right, it's all gone, right? Because they, they, they were given or they have millions of dollars, but starting with the B, they were never a millionaire. Does that make sense? Right? So they never had to be able to do those things, so it went back to that thermostat. Does that make sense? Now, in order to be, do, have, share, in order to have anything to share with the world, you need to be able to do something. Is that true? Because right? it's not just the law of attraction. It's the law of action. Right? You're taking action on things. And so in order to be able to do something, you need a belief that allows you to do that behavior. Okay? So for example, if for somebody, let's say, that they have trouble remembering names, and I teach you how to remember names, which I'm going to show you exactly how I remember people's names. If you have a belief, a sense of certainty around this idea that you're not good with names, what's going to happen? You're not going to remember. I remember um, I was preparing to run a marathon, and I was reading this book on training. And one of the chapters was on the psychology of running a marathon. And it said, one of the, it said this verbatim. 
because I'm, I'm a memory expert. It said this, <laughs> your brain is a supercomputer and your self-talk is the program it will run. So if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to. Does that make sense? Because here's the thing, a lot of times people go and they say, they come to me and say, Jim, I'm too old, or this runs in my family, or I'm just not smart enough, or I have a horrible memory. But I always tell people, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them, right? If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. If you argue for your limits, they're yours, right? And so you always wanted to monitor, you always wanted to monitor your self-talk, always. Always monitor your self-talk, because here's why. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. And you know, when I, when I was nine years old, right, I had this injury, this, this brain injury. When I was nine years old, I remember in class, the, this, this changed my life uh, for the worse. Or it's hard to judge it now because, it, you, know, kind of, you know, it's an inflection point that puts you on a path because sometimes your struggles become your strengths, right? Because my inspiration really was my desperation. How many people could relate to that? that that's going through desperate times actually led, like a, I believe that a breakdown could lead to a breakthrough, right? You hear a lot about post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder. What you don't hear a lot about is post-traumatic growth, right? A lot of people who've been through adversity, the most difficult time of their life, and they've come through it, and they wouldn't wish those, that situation on anybody, and yet they, find, they found value in it. They found a gift in it, right? They found a deeper meaning, they found a mission, they found some kind of strength from it that they wouldn't have had outside of that. And so post-traumatic growth, but going about my, my trauma with this brain injury, I remember I was in class and a, a teacher pointed to me, talking to another adult, said, that's the boy with the broken brain. Wow, right? Remember? And here's the thing with, with, with people, like, how many people um, interact with kids, children? How many people was once a kid? It's, it, this is what it is. You have to be very careful because your external voice becomes their internal voice. You know what I mean? And that became my internal voice all through school. Like I was the boy with the broken brain. And anytime I didn't get something right, I would say, oh, it's because my brain is broken. You see how I kind of default for that? But here's why you want to monitor your belief. A lot of you went 25, how many people you went, raise your hand if you feel like you went like 25% further, right? 25, 50% further, and here's the thing. You could go 25, 50% further in your health, in your relationships, right? In your, in your grades, right? But it's having that belief that says you can do it. Because here's what you always want to remember. All behavior is belief-driven. All behavior is belief-driven. In order to do a new behavior, you need an empowering belief that allows you to do those, that behavior. And so when we do this visualization exercise, it's not just limited to to students, right? I do this with, with executives. I do this with athletes a lot. What did, um, I'll give you an example. What did Roger Bannister do in 1954? What is he famous for? The four minute mile, right? Throughout human history, nobody can run a mile in less than four minutes, right? And how was he able to do it? It wasn't just physical training, he would do mental training, right? He would visualize inside of his mind just like you were visualizing how much further you could go, he would visualize himself crossing the finish line, looking at the clock, and it said 359. Because he knows what you know, that success is an inside-out process. Here's the thing, it's not you'll believe it when you see it. It's you'll see it when you believe it. Does that make sense? 
you, you'll see how you, when you actually see it, when you believe it in here, because all behavior is belief driven. So he was able to do it because he saw 359 in his mind, then he was able to do it out here, right? And that's what entrepreneurs do, right? Entrepreneurs solve big problems, they create new value because they have this vision for what they want to create in their mind, and then it becomes external, right? Inside out process. Be, do, have, share. So you have to be that before you be able to do it to be able to have it. Now here's what I find interesting. I didn't find it interesting that he broke the four minute mile by visualizing. What I found interesting is what happened after that. Throughout human history, nobody can run a mile in less than four minutes. One person does it, what happens after that? Yeah, everyone starts running a four minute mile. Dozens of people start doing it in the next couple years. Now let me ask you a question. Was there big advancements in shoe technology and nutritional support and training methodology? No, what was the change? A change in belief. Because you know what the belief was back then? The belief was the human heart couldn't sustain a sub four minute mile. So it would explode in your chest. Now, if you believe that, would that keep you from running a, four, a sub four minute mile? Like that would keep me from jogging, right? Nobody would do anything <laughs> because if it, like no one would do anything because all behavior is belief driven, right? Then all of a sudden one person does it, then everybody starts to do it, right? And that's the power of a belief. Like I'm here because years ago, I, um, when I was growing up, when I was about nine years old, I remember going to a family reunion, a bunch of us uh, went out for dinner, and it was about 25 of us, busy Saturday night at a restaurant, and the waitress came and started taking everyone's order. And when she got to me about halfway through, I noticed something funny. She wasn't writing it down. Have you ever had a, like, a waiter or waitress like this? And I'm thinking like, and I'm nine years old, I'm naturally very skeptical, right? Because I'm, I'm the broken brain, I think nothing's working, and I'm just thinking, you know, all this stuff. And, and, but when she came back, she got every single thing perfect. I mean, like, the, the, what we wanted to drink, the salad dressings, the appetizers, how we wanted the meal cooked, like our desserts, every single thing perfect. Now, is that a standout skill or a standout, is that a standout skill in business? Yes or yes, right? Because it's hard to be able to stand out, make it really easy, yes or yes, I know it's the end of the day. But it's like, we, it's a standout skill in business, right? Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Like, just, if you want, just own that, right? Especially when it comes to names, right? How are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their business, their future, your, their finances, their health, their family, whatever it is you have to offer them if you don't care enough just to remember them, right? And before you sell anything, what do you sell? Yourself, right? And so that's why you want to be able to remember these things. So, so after I saw that and she came back, she was my Roger Bannister. Does that make sense? She did something I never thought was possible and opened up the possibility like, wow, what else is possible? Somebody could do that. Because here's what you want to remember. Genius leaves clues. That if somebody is a genius in any area, you could get similar results by finding out how they do it. Big thanks to Jim Quick for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Jim Quick, Quick Learning 2018. And if you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, jimquick.com. That is also his Instagram and his YouTube. His New York Times bestselling book is entitled Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. And if you'd like to check out the last time we've had him featured on the show, you can go back and check out episode 246. All right. Everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk, they will all be in the show description below. So you can go and check that out. All right. That is a wrap for me. As always, I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So 
Until then, stay strong. Later.